Thanks for listening to the Pro Video Podcast. Weekly insights into everything video. Proudly presented by worldpodcast.com. Here's the host, Blair Walker. Hi everybody and welcome to the Pro Video Podcast. Every week we bring you insights into film, television, online video and so much more. If it's got a canvas, we'll be discussing it. Today we're going to be talking about motion design, graphic design, pivoting careers, education, training, tutorials, communities, 2D, 3D, real, so much so much on today's show a huge thank you for my two guests in the studio today that's matt louis my pleasure to be here and ben buchanan thanks for having me good so guys i've been wanting to have you two on for a long time because out of everybody i know in the local industry i have so much admiration for the both of you the reason being is that you have pivoted into motion design and video after you've had careers in graphic design Ben, do you mind sort of explaining um, what your background is and what you're doing now? Sure. So I was doing graphic design, web, UI, uh, that kind of stuff for about 15, 16 years. And then sort of mid-2015, uh, accidentally stumbled across After Effects, having never having never used it before for a small thing at work. Yeah. And kind of just got hooked with it straight away really and i had not been loving what i was previously doing i guess i was like fairly good at it and uh you know making a making a decent living out of it but never uh, never really passionate about it and and it wasn't i'd been looking for something else but didn't know what that was yeah so i kind of stumbled across that and now freelancing as a motion designer awesome the bug when it bites (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to resist yeah Matt, do you sort of want to explain where your background's from? Yeah. Well, the the whole graphic design background uh, thing is something I tell people. <laughs> it doesn't matter at this stage now because I'm a fully paid up freelancer and I'm working in the industry. But uh, I did do illustration and screen printing. Uh, but the real thing that I was doing was through my 20s and 30s was getting utterly lost and I ended up just doing crappy job after rubbishy job and um, I had graduated from art school and I was into animation but I just found it so hard to keep up the energy to focus on that whilst doing full-time jobs just to just to pay the rent yeah Eventually, I fell into a job where I was asked to do some graphics, uh, graphic uh, design for packaging for this uh, this Whole Foods cooperative that I was working for. But uh, really, I transitioned from being a greengrocer into being a, a motion designer. So it was a fairly big jump uh, for me. Yeah, um, I did have some you know visual design experience, but. Uh, not what you would call ordinary industry experience in either of those things, illustration yeah. or design. Yeah. So a lot of you might recognize Matt Lloyd's name. He's been doing the show notes for the show for some time. So a huge thank you to you for doing that. Pleasure. You're doing it in your own time and we're not making any money here. So thank you for being part of the team, man. Oh, good. Ben Buchanan, people will probably recognize your name if they've been through School of Motion because you're a teacher's assistant, a TA for that as well. Not currently. Not currently. Uh, I had no. I, I had. I uh, did a couple of sessions on design bootcamp. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I've stepped away from that at the moment. Uh, maybe looking to get back into that um, uh, later in the year, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, some uh, just pressures and a lot going on at yeah. the start of the year. Kind of, it, it just it was a little bit too much to uh, to have that on my plate at the time as well. Because um, you've been uh, freelancing around town this year. 
um, a lot and for some really big studios in New Zealand, such as Assembly with Johnny Coford, who's been on the show previously as well. The fact that I, you know, even doing anything with those guys, uh, yeah, I feel very, very fortunate to have been able to spend some time there working on some uh, some awesome projects and uh, and working with Johnny's just, yeah, it's, you know, you can't, fairly early stage in a, in a new career to work with someone like that with that kind of experience and uh, and just a just a really good dude as well is, uh, yeah. is awesome. Very lucky. No, very lucky, but I think the way that you approached it, um, you made that luck happen for yourself. You really put a lot of effort into your career. I know that Rich Nosworthy, you, you came along to events that we were holding through Rich. He sort of said, oh, I'll come and meet the rest of the people in the industry. So you're very active and passionate as soon as you decided to like make the jump into motion design. Yeah, um, I kind of had to because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And um, <laughs> I heard uh, Rich's name. He he did one of the interviews on uh, for Animation Bootcamp at School yeah. of Motion, which was pretty much the first thing I did um, when I after the first dabble in After Effects. I thought I, you know, I want to find something that I can, uh, you know, sort of have a have a bit of a go at and see if this is you know if this is anything that you know could turn into something and if you know if it's if it's if it's legit uh for me and um i so a bit of googling came across animation boot camp watched the the promo video i went yeah that's cool uh and rich's um so as i said he did the interview on on during that course uh and then turned out he's working he's like 10 minutes away from where i lived at the time so I hit him up with an email and said, "Can I just, you know, come down, buy some beers, pick your brains?" Yeah. And, no, uh, no way. Yeah, cool. and he was, yeah, just. And it turns out, as you know, Rich is just the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, uh, he was more. Than, he, he was in the UK at the time, so he said, "Like, I'll be back in a month." Um, yeah, let's do it. And we just went down three, four hours, and um, yeah, just gave me loads of advice. And he said, "You need to look up this guy Blair. He runs a meetup." And yeah, started coming along for that. It was cool. Uh, Rich is so lovely. He's been on the show previously as well a few times, so listen to those. Um, yeah, and um, the opportunity to connect through these casual catch-ups that we do every once a month in Auckland, it's really a time to us to connect as an industry because it is such a small industry and it is who you know for those opportunities to pop up. So for you, um, you know, you knew of Johnny Coford, through brother or something? No, uh, no, I, I, I didn't know Johnny's name at the time. My brother knew Matt Von Trott, who's oh, one, yeah, of, Matt, one of the yeah. other um, partners at, uh, at Assembly. So he, so my brother very nicely, dropped, um, when he saw him, said, I'm going to send yeah, send Ben down to see you and um, just sort of have a chat with you. And I was, and I knew Assembly, I knew their work and was just instantly terrified. And was <laughs> like, what are you doing to me? Um so I went, yeah, and he said, "Oh, like you come in, let's come in for a beer on uh, on Friday. Let's sort of have a chat about stuff and what you're up to and that kind of thing." He said, "I'll bring Johnny Coford along." So I googled him and looked up his stuff, and just that terror <laughs> just suddenly it. just just went, "Oh, thanks, man. That's yeah, it's awesome." <laughs> but you know, they were cool and just started chatting and stuff. And then the fact that they then said, "Oh, you know, come in. Let's we'll keep an eye out and maybe want to do do some work with you." Was you know, I thought I was just going in just for. a yeah, I was, felt very token from my part, and I, did, you know, didn't want to be rude after the inter- introduction. But it, it turned out to be, um, uh, yeah, the best thing that could have happened, pretty much. Yeah, something that I'm really sort of uh, trying to pull out of it is the fact that 
whether it was by your own hand of connecting with someone like Rich or whether it was from someone else helping make that connection, getting out there face-to-face, meeting people, that this industry is built on relationships. And people are so um, open to to meeting and talking if they can fit it in somewhere. That's true. And if I look back at um, some of the mistakes that I made way back when I was doing really well at college and, you know, making short films and getting into animation, that was in Manchester in the UK. And one thing which I totally overlooked and actually something which wasn't particularly brought home to us either as students was just that, which I know that you talk about um, quite frequently on this podcast, the importance of, of making connections. I didn't get it. I didn't understood, understand that it was absolutely critical and I wouldn't really be going anywhere without it. Yeah. And because of that, I didn't go anywhere without it. So I, um, I, I can't emphasize enough myself how important that is. Now, 20 years later, I realize yeah. I get it. Perhaps I'm a late and slow learner. Late, late <laughs> bloomer. I think the other thing on that as well is um, just after being sort of in, involved in in this industry in one way, shape or another in the last couple of years is how just how people are almost falling over themselves to help you and how nice everyone is. And you can just, I haven't reached out to anyone or or had any sort of conversations and got sort of a, a, any kind of brush off or it's, Mm -hmm. it's been completely opposite. So that's, you know, that makes a massive difference when you, you don't have to feel that sort of, you're sort of standoffish or embarrassed or, you know, that kind of thing. I wrote a blog post about that about uh, two, three years back saying, what, why is everybody so nice in this industry? And it was quite a long blog post. And um, I'm amazed that anybody reads any blogs whatsoever anymore. But you got people like Chris Schmidt from Grayscale Gorilla, like yeah. answering, you know, answering me personally and Colony Voice Sebastian, you know, just proving my point that they're, you know. Very, very approachable and, um, you know, I think that we are a young industry and so we see these people at the top of their game, but the reality is that they have just been doing what they're really passionate about and when you put that much passion and time and energy into it, knowing that other people are looking for your support, you you just want to help as much as you can because it takes a, a really lot of work to like get anywhere in this industry it's a massive learning curve i don't know what you think yeah yeah it's it's, i mean it's huge i I think that having having a bit of having some design background definitely helped yeah but then sort of going over and just starting new software and and just suddenly but in just a whole new world is and then all your reference points and the people that are in there and, and just all the different styles and that kind of stuff i was like hey how have i not sort of come across this Right. Or, you know, where I've been looking at it, you know, because you see pieces and that kind of thing, but sort of from I want to be involved in making this and this is what I want to be doing as opposed to just a straight viewer. Yeah. It's it's like that thing of when you're car shopping, you wouldn't have seen a car and then you come across it and you like it and then every second car is that car. (laughs) (laughs) You know, being interested in design in general, it's – if if you're not really aware or haven't had your eyes open to it, it's hard to see it, but as soon as you do – everything becomes relatable to motion or video in some aspect. Yeah, yeah. I think a, a lot of motion design as well actually looks intimidating from the outside. Yeah. It looks like technically, forget it, you're not going to be able to do anything like this. And that is incredible that, in fact, 
with, you know, a year, within a year or two, you can be pulling things together. Or as you were saying earlier on, if you follow somebody step by step in a tutorial, it, 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 it shows you this is accessible to me. Don't ask me to do it all by myself from scratch, but at least I can see how doable this really is. Yeah, exactly. I think just, yeah, if you can just get in there and just literally press the same buttons and follow step by step just to get a hang on the process. Because the first time I tried it out, yeah. I was like, I, I have no idea what, when I open this up, what is even going to be involved or yeah. what the starting point is or anything. Uh, I just want to make what I can see there because yeah. Yeah. it looks cool. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah and that was that. I know people are always pretty uh, wary of recommending doing tutorials. You know, most interviews you hear is like, don't ever put a tutorial thing on, on your reel, which I totally understand. But for me, that's the huge value of them. that It, it, it give you, gives you a confidence boost and gets you, gets you even more interested. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done quite a few tutorials over my career. Um, <laughs> back in the day when it was literally from books, because the online yeah. wasn't an accessible place. Yeah. Um, I think that having done so many over time, it becomes, um, you know that there's these either stylistic treatments or there's these approaches or it's it's kind of um, this problem-solving ability so that when you're trying to execute something new, it's it might be a new execution, but it's built upon lots of little parts that you've taken in over time. So there's something from this... Um, artist who's doing more of a style and then there's something as a like a very technical treatment or mm -hmm. that's come from a tutorial so then then it's then it becomes yours it's like you're mashing all this together yeah and, yeah. and, and everyone does say don't just put a tutorial on your reel i was um with mike seymour from fx phd oh, yeah. uh, i know that in the visual effects industry people uh the recruitment agents from ilm and other big studios like that they, because it was more visual effects compositing, they liked to see the ones that had come from FX PhD where it wasn't just a step-by-step -step replication, but it was really taking it and then really doing their own thing with it. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, that level of, um, you know, if you're taking inspiration from an artist or a motion designer, you can see that, that connection, but it's not a knockoff. Yeah. You've brought yourself to it as well. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the, it's an important thing to have your own story, your own narrative, your own little short film that you want to make or your own mini animation that you want to make because that's your story that you're excited about and you'll just do anything to try and to try and make it happen. And that's when you start pulling on that knowledge, when, you, yeah. when you're, you're faced with a problem that you in particular have dreamt up you in particular want to tell this story rather than just replicating yeah i know that um nick campbell and some others have sort of talked about the fact of just doing tutorials and producing work that's real similar and it's almost like these little baby steps that you're taking to find your own personal voice and style totally and it's just being really honest about it not going oh look at what i made and putting it on your reel and going <laughs> I'm so fancy. That's <laughs> not really yours. I think it's, it can be really hard as well, not to to sort of mimic people and yeah. uh, or people the things that you like because when you, when you sort of first you know when you're first having trying to make stuff that looks even remotely good, you see all these references and just and you're either just going that like you said that's how am I going to get even close to that? But yeah. I think just even trying to make something if you can make a shot that looks 
even half as good as it, well, then the next time maybe it gets a little bit better. And then, yeah. and then as you start doing that more, mate, that's when you start developing that sort of that, that personal style a little bit. And of course, this is something I'm, you know, not saying that I have that style yet, I'm, but I'm chipping away just trying to do, I, I guess I'm trying to do a bunch of different styles at the moment, sort of trying to figure out where I kind of, where I fit in and, 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 and what I want to do specifically. But it's just, I think it's just doing as, as much as you can and, yeah. And, and and seeing as many different people's processes and stuff like that as well um, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, makes, a, makes a huge difference. I know that a lot of your work, Ben, has been in 2D, animation, design, motion design. Matt, you've been doing previously a lot of 2D, recent years more 3D as well. Absolutely. That's definitely my main area of interest now. Yeah, yeah it's 3D. So going on that topic of um, pivoting careers, you know, education, it's not like you went back to school and studied for three years to get a degree. So what was your approach for going, okay, this is something that I'm really interested in. What sort of training, tutorials, education did you give yourself? So when I was learning cinema, uh, the main resource that I drew on was one which I don't hear a lot of people talking about. Uh, There was a fellow, I think now he works for Maxon. I think he's Croatian. Uh, he's mm-hmm. got an impossible to pronounce name like Hrvoje, Hrvoje Srdelik or something. Too many consonants altogether. And he had this this moniker, this online personality, Vertex Pusher. I remember him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And man, I just used to listen to just his voice alone. It sounded like you were being taught cinema by Count Dracula. It was... <laughs> It was just a treat just to listen to the man, this mysterious Eastern European accent. But he is a very rigorous type of character. I think he's into Taekwondo. He's a real disciplined dude. And he just broke down entire sort of modules within cinema. So he had a whole series that was all about espresso, another one which was all about rigging, and so on and so on. So he did about, I think he did a seven-parter, and I think I bought them all. And I would get up at four because we just had a baby at that time. So I basically crash landed in New Zealand about five years ago with a girl I'd only just met, ended up getting pregnant, had to make things work, wasn't legally even allowed to work here. There was this thing which I'd always wanted to do but never had really the the chance or never been pushed into it, and I thought, this is it. I'm going to get into animation now and and somehow make a career doing that. (laughs) Not the most obvious thing you would do if do you, you were desperate for money maybe <laughs> do you think that um ignorance um sort of you know if you had the knowledge now of how much work it is do you think that you would be just as inclined to take that path well part of me wants to say no because there's only so many four o'clock in the morning starts and then looking after a baby when it wakes up and then not going to bed until one o'clock because you want to get you know a bit more done there's only so much of that you can take but um you can't explain that to somebody even if i even if i was able to say you're gonna you're about to put in a thousand hours and you're still not really gonna know very much um I still think I would probably have done it just That's because cool, it's so, it is so fascinating. There's just, it never yeah. ends. It, the, it can get really hard at times, but there's something about this work that we do that, you know, it's, it's kind of lights this fire that's really impossible to put out. It is. Even when you um, like, I was obviously a billion miles away from being ready to even work in a junior role at that point. Um, in fact, well, we'll get onto that maybe in a little minute, but um, 
yeah, when I did first go into my first junior role, there were beads of sweat, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. breaking into a career. We sort of touched talked with Ben about um, him working quite early in his career with Assembly, which is, you know, a lot of things. to be fair, it's ludicrous. (laughs) Oh, yeah, a lot of envy in the um, local industry with that kind of break as a freelancer. But um, I met you quite early on, Matt, in your career, and I'm not sure how you – I was throwing a few different industry events and stuff. How did you come across what I was doing in local industry? was through Jörg. Oh, uh, Jörg. Yeah, Jörg Fuchs. Um, he uh, recommended that I uh, get involved with that group and uh, cool. he spoke highly of you. And uh, yeah, I think that was that was how I heard it. Yeah. So we caught up at an event and then um, we basically, after that, caught up for coffee because you were like, oh, can, we, can I chew the fat a little bit? Yeah. You're interested in like getting a foot on the ladder in some way. That's right, because at the beginning, I didn't even, because it's such a deep topic, it's so vast, you can easily go down off on a tangent, which is not going to be very productive for you. Uh, well, from my point of view, I just needed to be working um, and I needed to be er- uh, learning skills. Sounds all very mercenary and calculating, but I just needed to have the skills or focus on the skills that would could land me my first job. Yeah. Um, which was the polar opposite of what I'd been taught at university. I went to a very progressive course. They were all sort of ex sort of hippie acid casualty guys from the sixties who had really grandiose ideas for what the future of work was going to be like overlooking the fact that we're still about 200 years away from their idea of it just being a sphere of ideas. And all you need is a creative skill um, you do need concrete skills and you do need to be able to offer people something. Uh, so yeah, I was just wanting to pick people's brains like yours and like Martin's at, uh, at Ogilvy, your counterpart there. And so that was it. I would come in for a little sit down session and be told, well, yeah, this, this, and this is what you, what you're going to be working with. And yeah, the realities yeah. of the business. And you came in um, to FCB. That's right. Um, yeah. Early on. Very early on. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, that's where when you meet with people and they can see the passion, it's, it's like, it's really hard to fake and it's really hard to hide it. When right. people are truly passionate, it's really clear. And when you meet people like that, you're like, I just know that I bring you on board. You're going to give it your all. And that's all you can ask. The next big thing is that you're not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to get on with everybody. That's a massive part of knowing that the culture and the environment is going to be right with bringing people in. Yeah, yeah. Even when I got to sort of an intermediate level uh, in my first gig at, at Ogilvy, I began to twig what, what that meant. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, you, you want to be able to get on with the people that are around you of course but I understood them because juniors were coming in and I realized we're not going to get on because yeah. either you're not listening or you're just not interested and yeah. and I realized I'm gonna have to be in a room with you eight hours a day you know 40 hours a week Mopping so up important some misses. <laughs> yeah. or even just like trying to just trying to talk to you yeah, trying yeah, to like yeah. do you get this or yeah <laughs> So what was really interesting is that you were trying to get into a role as fast as you could to get more education on the job, which is, um, I think that's really beneficial. And also at the time that you're doing it, there weren't courses 
no. available, like School of Motion, no. Motion Bootcamp and Design Bootcamp and things like that. So the timing for you, Ben, was pretty awesome with um, Joey Corriman bringing this content online. Oh, it, from that standpoint, it couldn't have been it couldn't have been any better, really. I mean, I'd obviously never heard of it because I'd never been looking for that kind of stuff. But I yeah. think they were, I think they'd done maybe two or three sessions before that. Um, so this is yeah, like sort of late twenty fifteen, uh, and it just, I mean, it's an intense course. And if anyone you know, if anyone wants to brush up on their on their animation skills or wants to you know dip the toe or anything like that, it's just it's it's the perfect course. I cannot like cannot recommend it enough. And yeah. Because it gave me, I th- I thought I'll go in there. I have no idea what I'm getting getting myself in for. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. I might last a couple of weeks or whatever. But to come out at sort of after six weeks and go, okay, I feel like I have a little bit of a grasp of what's happening here, enough to get me started. Definitely enough to um to make me go. This is you know I I okay now I need to go. What can I do next? How can I? Because that's that's just a it's a nice little intro to it. But yeah. And that led me to uh, MoGraph Mentor, which was different. uh, It's a sort of different approach to course um, and a a lot longer. Um, I did back-to-back to um, to back sessions and and did a year of that, uh, of late nights and weekends. And that, again, yeah, amazing. It's an intense amount of work that you're doing on top of a day job and having a family as well. There was a huge commitment that you dedicated yourself to. Yeah, uh, more of that has to go to my partner. Yeah. Like Seriously, we had a conversation at the start of the year saying, this is what I want to do. This is what it's sort of going to take, but realistically – it's going to be stupid hours, and uh, I'm going to take a you know. And and she said, look, if that's if that's where you want to go, and she took up like, I mean, it's to be fair, she did not as much of the stuff that like for the family anyway. But she basically <laughs> yeah. just really embraced it, and there's no way I could have done it without you yeah. know without that kind of support. But whether kids or not, or what those those courses, it's it's about you've got to have you've got to have the time, you got to you've got to put those put those hours in. And yeah. I thought, well. It's a year. If I can get mm-hmm. through a year, and it's going to be, it's going to be painful. But if if you know if that's what if this is what I actually want to do, if this is the direction what I want to go in, it seems like a, a then that made it feel like a lot smaller um, amount of time. So yeah. you you set out at the beginning with that time limit in mind. So one well, year. the, the they uh, MoGraph Mentor has three gotcha. cl- has three gotcha. three semesters, so it's it's like this one year online, right. Uh, online course and again yeah highly yeah. recommended it was um yeah and without those without those two uh those two courses I, yeah. I there's i quite simply wouldn't be able to be doing what i'm what i'm doing now so that's brilliant I, yeah. if i ever get time oh, I, I must i must give them a crack i was just about to say though about kids and finding the time um paradoxically i sometimes wonder whether having a kid forced me to stay focused and forced me to try and find slots of time and just use them as best I could. Because in my old job, I was only working three days a week. I didn't have a partner. I didn't have, you can imagine it was felt like such a crash landing here. Everything changed all in one go. But I was not, I was fairly disciplined, but not nothing like the way I am now because I'm forced to, I don't have enough time. So I yeah, have to. I, I mean, yeah, kids are—they're uh, definitely a leveler for yeah. sure. From that, and also that you know they'll they'll shift your priorities 
yeah, in yeah. a hurry. You know, as yeah. soon as that first one turns up, just things change on spot. Yeah. Um, but also as well, I never had any any kind of we're near sort of the drive for and what I was doing before to want to want to be really good to just you know because of that it just it was a total sort of shift and this is I feel so much different about that so it kind of with the other one the more you do it the better you 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 get at it and but if you're actually putting in focused hours and committed to that and actually as opposed to sort of just going along with the flow you just you I felt like I was starting to get much better and could be a lot better in this than after sort of that amount of time in the other one because of just that change in how you feel about it and um, and wanting to put that sort of that hours in yeah yeah concentrated effort what you're saying Matt about actually being a lot more disciplined I think there's that thing of being focused and having something that grabs your attention and focus enough to put that time in because it is a lot of time so if you're only sort of touching it every few minutes kind of dabbling with it it just it's not going to happen yeah the thing I loved being and seeing you in the last couple of years man is just that progression of the work that you've been doing because you showed me your reel early on and sort of asked for some advice about it and then you you talked to others I think you talked to Joey Corrinman about it and stuff as well but just seeing the reel as where it was then and then you've recently updated it man like that's it's so impressive what you've produced in the last year especially uh, thank you man I appreciate you saying that it feels like a little bit much but um it at the start when I did it, I, I mean, I'm trying to put together a reel going, if I want to if I want to go and do this, I, I'm going to have to put together a reel, but I don't really have anything to put on it that's not, um, you know, stuff from animation boot camp, you know, from, from those, from the classes and stuff. And there are, as you know, a ton of reels out there with all that stuff in it. So I tried to take them and do some variations on them to yeah. make it look a bit different and that kind of stuff, um, which, you know, you gave me some, some great, sort of um steered me really well uh with uh with a couple of those shots uh and but yeah just having literally having more stuff and and again the chance to even you know just over sort of three four months to be working with you know working with johnny in there and uh working and to be able to now have some of you know a couple of shots from from stuff i've done in there and to have credits on on that it's like you can't i don't think you can you can go into you know a place like that and not improve on some level, even if it's like even if you're not, you know, just as soon as Johnny starts talking, there's so much up, <laughs> there's so much up there. Some of it's like I don't even know where to start responding to that because yeah. you know he's obviously done so much, but yeah, it helps. And um, yeah, the real obviously, um, I'm pretty happy with where it is now, but just want to just keep going with it and cool. and just do more stuff. So talking about Johnny Coford, who was on Ep7, always trying to plug previous Eps, and uh, <laughs> real subtle I am, <laughs> but um, Johnny's going to be speaking at Node, and um, oh, yeah. Ben and I had the pleasure last year of hanging out at Node Fest in Melbourne, and um, I think Johnny's his presentation this year is going to be wicked to check good. out. Yeah, yeah, it should be should be really good, and yeah, I've been to the first couple of Nodes, yeah, well worth the trip over. Oh, I'm Definitely going this year, yeah. Yeah, awesome. We're, I think there will be another strong contingency of the New Zealand uh, clan. Mm-hmm. For yeah, sure. I know that um, Amanda's trying to figure out how to get her way over. And uh, yeah. So um, 
uh, James used to captain that she called out Amanda this morning on the Slack Slack group. So oh, yeah. it's a great Slack. I know that you guys are in there and you're in, in the pro video Slack group as well, which is another form of community yeah. formation. Yeah, I'm yeah. I I lurk more more <laughs> in there than every now and then I'll, I'll I might post something, but it's sort of uh some of the conversations strike up and again it's like sort of oh, I'm just gonna back up yeah. <laughs> sort of yeah I'll just watch that from sort yeah, of from a few paces yeah. yeah lurking yeah. is definitely okay <laughs> yeah come and lurk everybody it's fine <laughs> <laughs> occasionally speak up oh like that's where uh, music Mondays is always an easy one everyone can oh, yeah. pick a music track to sort of say what they want to add to the um, Spotify playlist but yeah. yeah I'm really looking forward to Nodefest and um, just touching on relationships i feel like these are the places where you can connect whether it's through slack and sort of building up some relationships there but these motion design focused festivals you know you got Blendfest and vancouver and stuff like that node is so important to australasia mm. to have something where we can all come together where it's more about us because there is semi-permanent but it's just so much more varied mm -hmm. so cool to hear matt that you're going to come to Nodefest this year oh yeah that's definitely in the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. So where do you guys sort of see yourself in the next year with your career progressions? And are you even looking at five years down the track or is it just trying to build on what you've already done so far? Well, yes, in that I've moved into freelancing in a, in a, in a more sort of professional way than when I was just, you know, that was, that was all I could possibly hope to do when I, when I first came here, really, I want to be making my own stuff. Ultimately, there's, there's a ton of stories that I, I've, I've got to tell little vignettes, things that, you know, stories that I make up for my son. Um, those of those are just begging to be turned into, into something. So, you know, ideally I'd just be making those all yeah. day. That would be, that's, that's the dream job or working for, um, one of the most inspiring things. I don't want to get too far down the track now, but one of the most inspiring studios that I've come across is the, the blender animation studio. And I just think their team and the ethos and they do a podcast and you can hear how well they get on. I think work aiming to work in that kind of environment, a small, a smaller company, cause I'm working for either big TV companies or big agencies. And it'd be nice to be moving towards a kind of more, uh, more intimate, more, uh, uh, where, where mates are coming together and building yeah. something together. That's my that's cool. kind of dream. So me. have you contacted them? That's, that's, uh, well, I am in touch with them a little bit. You know, I, I speak to members of that team and yeah. usually I'm asking questions and how do you do this and how do you do that? But, uh, the, you know, like everybody else in the animation stroke motion industry, they're very forthcoming, they're yeah. very uh, approachable. And that, that gang in particular, because of the whole open source, open source ethos, especially so. So, um, no, that's. So have you, um, sort of hit them up directly saying, Hey, I'd love to sort of collaborate with this more what do i do to make that happen well no i haven't because i've i've thought i would like to have something to more to offer you know yeah. some 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 storyboard worked out or some something or other but you're right i should just i should just say here i am and sometimes uh waiting for the right thing to be there before you do something yeah you when, can when wait does forever. that happen yeah. Yeah. so i don't know put yourself out there see That's what happens true. yeah 
I should. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you up about that. All one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that happen and yeah. then see what comes from it, man. Yeah, yeah, and maybe nothing, but maybe yeah, but something. at least you tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Ben? What's your sort of near term goals? Uh, near term is um, just keep getting better. Um, just con- I'd like to do some more personal stuff. Yeah, uh, and trying to sort of find a little bit more time uh, to put into that as I'm sort of doing less of the sort of intense courses or training now and actually doing more work, which is great. Um, But I'm also thinking long-term as well that having as much as I want to get, as much as I love being in this industry and that I don't, I don't want to be 55 and like, and trying to find freelance gigs in a Mm. studio. So I'm trying to find Mm. how I can, what I can do with in this industry and make something that's a bit more scalable. That's yeah. um, you know, that because yeah, I'm I'm not exactly a spring chicken. So yeah, it's, me neither. Uh, uh, it's um, me yeah. Three. So I've kind of involved <laughs> a couple of things at the moment that um, cool. Yeah, sort of had, um, with that in mind. Good man. Good. Very wise. Yeah, it's like uh, you get to that point where. You know, you're not at the start of your careers, and uh, yeah, you sort of like making sure you got some things in in the in the pipeline for down the road. But yeah, good stuff, man. And now it's time for the pro video packs. This is the time of the show where I get to really give everybody some inspiration based on what you're into. So, Matt, I'm going to start with you, mate. What would be your pro video pick for this week? It's just going to be super simple. It's Blender. Uh, the open source 3D monster out of the Netherlands. Um, over the years, it's had a mixed press because of its uh, eccentric UI, perhaps, and uh, certain idiosyncrasies with that uh, program. But my word, that thing is a powerful piece of kit. And I think it's not to be underestimated. And I think the greatest thing about it is it's like the cinema 4d community sort of on steroids in terms of people's approachability and wanting to, to help. I've had people who've been developers in that project actually, you know, actually building the thing sort of directly hooking up with me on Twitter and, and sort of walking me through things and, unreal uh, amount of of support and it's it's just a phenomenal piece of kit in, in itself it's got due for a huge upgrade or it's, it's it's going through a process now there's a huge upgrade happening a kind of uh what do they call it a code quest where they're they've got two months to kind of complete the next release cool with google funding and all kinds of stuff and community yeah. funding and so that's my pick nice man um yeah well you know i'm a huge cinema 4d me fanatic too. Me too. Um, back in the day i was um used mayor a lot but the fact that there is this solid piece of 3d software that can be used as open source you know mm. that, that's removing any barrier for anybody to make something visually cool that they want to try yeah sometimes i have to as i, w- I would like to be using it more but of course you know for my everyday work cinema yeah yeah awesome ben what would be your pro video pick man uh, I am actually going to change what I was talking to you about before and make your show notes a little bit long and I'm going to give you three. And I'm going to tell you why. And um, So I'm going to give you three videos that kind of, a couple that I saw sort of in the first few months 
that um, one of them is a little bit older, one that came out when I was uh, doing my courses and that I just thought were just awesome. Uh, and the first, so the first one was um, is uh, looking out my back door, which is a song, uh, the uh, credence song that's done by Ariel Costa, and um, like a lot of people will be familiar with the stuff. And he just the the mixed media style and um, the texturing and just the way he played with the colors and just how much just rad personality and how awesome that was. I was like, Shh, that's just that's that is uh, that's something totally different cool uh and the other one was uh forms in nature um, oh, yeah, which yeah. is just this incredibly um beautiful piece all sort of based around a um sort of a central shape and the amount of um just the amount of depth and color and i thought man that's that was kind of something to aim for and i really love the cinematic sort of filmic look at it look of it i guess and um and just you know that sort of much slower pace and, and sort of you know sort of how different that they were and the third one is uh is assembly's piece um the anchor inside out yeah and so that kind the reason i'm mentioning that one is because when when i went in an assembly johnny sort of opened my eyes more to what stuff could be in after effects but not, you know, sort of that. I guess combining those those textural elements, the cinematic elements, and yeah. that just going and and uh, um, and sort of real footage, um, yeah. and yeah, that sort of yeah, that was very cool. So yeah, those are there's, awesome. There's three picks for you there. Yeah, I talked to Johnny Coford about that piece in depth in um, way back episode seven. I'm pretty sure it was. So everybody can listen to that interview. And yeah, another amazingly cool, nice person in this industry, just like everybody else. <laughs> Great picks, man. So that's going to be your pro video pick and inspirational video. We'll put yes, you down that for is, that. I've, yeah, that's a full combo right there. Nice, <laughs> nice little package. Okay, Matt, inspirational video. What would be your choice? I've got a couple there. Um, the well, you're doing the show notes, so you can have yeah, as many yeah. as you want. <laughs> okay, <laughs> strap in, everybody. Um, Cosmos Laundromat is a short film, again, by the Blender Animation Studio. And that one, I was already well and truly aware of Blender and its capabilities before that came along. That came out, let's see, maybe two years ago now, 2015, maybe almost three years ago. Yeah. And I think it knocked everybody's socks off. On the back of it, off the back of it, they got invited to Pixar's studio for a private screening and they went all around Hollywood and they just became, you know, for that moment, they became really quite, quite a hot property Um because it really showed that this thing is an incredible tool. So that's one. Uh, the other one, for some reason, this always makes me sting in the corner of my eyes when I watch this one. It's uh, the official video for Jamie XX's track, Gosh. It's by Eric Wernquist, who I think uses cinema. Okay. And he's a really a kind of one-man band. He did something called Wanderers years ago. Lots of planetary you know, planetscapes. Um, but yeah, it, this was evidently that, that first one was spotted by Jamie XX or somebody who worked for his team. And they said, Eric, can you make one, can you make one for us for this track? Gosh. And it's perfectly edited and the scope of it is, you know, literally cosmic. It's, it's quite, quite something to watch. Cool, man. Keen to check those videos. And the, the links are going to be in the show notes, so check that out if you're listening to this on a podcast app or on our website, 
there will be full show notes and a huge thank you to Matt. I get to say thank you to you in person. <laughs> face to face. <laughs> Normally I'm saying it thinking of you, but yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. It's so All good. good. Yeah. All good. As always say, you make my life so much easier. <laughs> much appreciated. All good, man. Okay. Inspiration, influence. Ben, where do you get some inspiration or influence for the work that you're doing? So Vimeo and uh, Dribble spend a lot of time in there just, just checking out sort of stuff, what's going on and sort of having a look around and uh, watch movies as much as I can. Yeah. Um, those are probably, I guess those are probably the main ones. I, I know that's probably a bit boring, but again, just trying to wrap my head around what, what is out there and what you can do. And, and um, so just spending as much time on those channels and, and just looking at new stuff and sort of ways to go and that'd be me, I think. Cool, cool. You know, just giving yourself mass exposure. Yeah, totally. As fast as you can to what's out there because there's so much. How about you, Matt? What would be yours? I love mimicking. I, I love voices and languages. So for me, somebody might say something and I just think it sounds quirky and I want to find a way to make a little animation about it. That's that's yeah. that's what seems to trigger it for me. That and of course music, which seems to crop up every <laughs> single one of these interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very intertwined, the old yeah. music thread. So Matt, um who would be your recommendation for a future guest? Who would you, who would you like to be, see on the show? This is a tough one. There's a couple of people I'd really like to hear. I'd like to hear Sean Kennedy. Sean Kennedy is a VFX artist. I don't know if he's now based actually physically in LA, but he's he works on loads of Hollywood productions. Yep. And the interesting thing about him, I'm banging my drum once again, is that uh, I mean he's been there for 20, 30 years. He's used every piece of software under the sun, and he, in the last five, 10 years, he's got particularly interested in open source stuff. And so he um, has got this blog and tutorial series where you get to do Hollywood stuff actually walk through what he does actually in Hollywood using things like Natron and Blender and cool, all these free and open source tools. So he And he's a super fun, warm character as well. Awesome. Yeah. Great, man. How about you, Ben? Who would you like to see on the show? Uh, so I'm going to go with um, my tutor from the uh, from this third semester I did with MoGraph Mentor, mm-hmm. uh, and that is a guy called Matthias Leiten, who's a uh, he's a Dutch uh, animator who's working at Buck in Sydney at the moment. Just stupidly talented guy, really nice dude, and um, yeah, got to have a couple of beers with him in Melbourne last year at Node. Um, their whole team came down from Sydney, so uh, yeah, I reckon he'd be awesome. He's really funny. He's cool. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah, um, you introduced me to him at Node as well. Yeah, awesome. And always a lot easier if you've met someone before, so that's a great pick, man. Sweet. <laughs> Where can everybody follow you online, Ben? Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do the social medias like that uh, too, too, uh, You're a too much. No, I, I, like, I just I kind of – I'll fire out a tweet every now and then and, yeah. and, and I, I, have, I have dribble, but I don't put too much on there, a little bit here and there. Um, I've, my portfolio site, my reel is at ben.buchanan.io. Uh, and that's kind of sweet, but you're in the, um, Slack group. So in the Slack group. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I've got three or four Slack groups on the go. So hey, I've got keep, keeps me busy enough. 10 now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. So, um, there'll be a link to the Slack group. Um, so everybody can join us there for conversations with lots of other past guests as well. Matt, where should everyone follow you online? Well, I'm not much of a social media man myself either. I do use Twitter though. Um, so you could certainly get to me that way or Inkmotor 
com is my URL. Cool, man. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pro Video Podcast. We've also got the Facebook group if you're Facebook inclined. But Slack, that's where a lot of us are having more casual conversations and even organizing for meetups at Node or meetups around New Zealand. So jump into the Slack group and uh, have a chat. It's also really well balanced with international people. All, all those others, past guests, they're all hanging out in there as well. So jump in there, have a chat. Everyone's real friendly. You can follow me on Twitter at Blair Walker. And I just want to say thank you, Ben. Thank you, Matt, so much for coming in today. Thanks for having us. No worries, man. Cheers. Awesome to have a chat with you and uh, looking forward to talking about some future projects and getting you back on the show and pulling some projects apart. (laughs) Very cool. Cool, man. Thanks. All right. Have a great week, everyone. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pro Video Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes.